for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. Have you ever been in a situation where you were the last person picked for the team? How did that feel? You know, as a matter of fact, you might be someone who always feels, you know, why am I always the last one in everything? Well, you know, the kingdom of God actually reverses that. And I love this passage because we'll see uh, how the kingdom of, God, kingdom of God is like a one who would be last will now be first. So let's take a look at the passage and kind of see how this works out for us. Matthew chapter 19, verses 23 through 30. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. Welcome back to Living Life. Uh, let's take a look at this passage and let's see how God really encourages us to continue the work that he's called us to do and how it will impact us as members, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And this passage is really just a continuation of the prior passage, uh, which talks about the rich young ruler. We're probably all familiar with that story. Well, the rich young ruler who comes and then is asked, you know, asks, well, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus tells him, he says, remember the commandments. He remembers the commandments. He says, these I have done. And Jesus says, if you really want to be perfect, then sell all your possessions, give to the poor, and follow me. And we know that he went away sad because he couldn't do that. Well, this is a continuation of that. This rich man who had all this wealth uh, and could not follow Jesus because his God really was 
his money and his wealth. Uh, so Jesus is talking to his disciples here, and he says how difficult it is for rich men to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, he's not saying that there's never been any rich man that has entered the kingdom of heaven, because we know Zacchaeus, remember little Zacchaeus who climbed up the tree to see Jesus? Zacchaeus uh, repented, and he says, I'm going to give four times back my wealth to those who I've cheated. And Jesus says, salvation has come to this house today. So we know there are rich uh, people, and rich men in the scriptures who have come to know Jesus Christ and who are in the kingdom of heaven. In this particular case, he's saying how difficult it is because money many times becomes one's God. Um, so you can't have God of money and then God himself. And so the disciples are saying, how difficult it is. Who can be saved then? I mean, we thought, I mean, this rich man who claims that he has kept, you know, some of the commandments and even he can't be saved. And Jesus says, with man, this is impossible. But with God, salvation is possible. And this is true. Salvation is possible because salvation is an act of grace initiated by God's love and grace. There is nothing that we could do. There's nothing that we brought to the table where Jesus would say, okay, I'm going to let you into my heaven. It was simply by the grace of God. And in this passage, it kind of brings that out. And then Peter says, we have left everything to follow you. And he says this in relation to uh, the rich man who was asked to leave everything but could not follow him. But Peter is saying, we have done this. The disciples have done it. And he says, what's left for us? Because we have left our homes. We have left our families to follow you, Jesus. And Jesus says, you will sit when things are, things are reversed. You will sit on 12 thrones each of you. But not only that, you will have, you will also receive eternal life and you receive a hundred times much in this of what you've lost in this life in the next. So you will receive your reward. Why is this important? Because we're talking about Jesus in the inverse, verse 30, he's talking about the first and the last. Oftentimes it feels like when you give up a lot for someone else or you give up your dreams, you give up your ambitions, it seems like the world will tell you you're going to be last. Good guys, good people finish last. I'm sure you've heard that. But Jesus is saying just the opposite. You're actually going to finish first in the kingdom of God. So those disciples who had given up all, even though it felt like that they might finish last, they're going to finish first. And the same for you today. As you say, Lord, I'm willing to give up all to follow you in the way that you would desire for me to go. I'm willing to lay down my plans. I'm willing to lay down my ambitions. I'm willing to lay down my dreams to follow you, Lord because I am so grateful for what you have done in my life. You have saved me. You have given me eternal life. You have placed me in your righteousness, and I am seated with you in heavenly realms. You know, the scripture says 
that he who would save his life will lose it. But he who gives up his life and who loses his life for the sake of the gospel in Christ will actually find it. This is good news. Be encouraged. Continue to serve the Lord because you have found your true life. What about you today? Do your plans, do your ambitions, do your dreams supersede the call of God upon your life? The only way you can find your life is to lose it and to give it up for the sake of Christ. And then you will find it, what you've been looking for all these years. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for the truth of your word. And I pray, O oh God, that that word will be applied to your people today, that they might truly find not only their life, but life in you. We pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Oh uh-huh.